Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Everybody good tonight? How y'all doing out there? I can't hear you shouting, arousing amen. (laughs) I need some of my victory lions out there, my lioness, to shout a mighty amen. Come on. I got to hear you, Mark Godlewski. I got to hear you, Philip. I need a Mike Donahue. Come on! Right now. Love you guys. Miss you all so very much. Miss you all so very much. Um, Last week was an amazing weekend. Resurrection weekend. Such a beautiful time. And tonight we're not on the ocean. Tonight we're right back here at Victory. We're so blessed to be together. And uh, gosh, we've heard from so many of you this past week of how everyone was so beautifully touched Resurrection Weekend. Uh, our Saturday night service, of, of course, was just amazing. And then we flowed right into Sunday morning and time of celebration unto the King. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was so beautiful. What a mighty time. To God be the glory. Well, tonight, if you would, I'd like you to go ahead and grab your Bibles, your uh, iPads, iPhones, whatever you've got there. And I think primarily I'm going to be preaching out of the New King James Version this evening. And we're going we're gonna to make our way through the Scriptures. Cody, I want to thank you so very much. You can be released. <laughs> I know you're happy. Join your wife. Appreciate you so much, buddy. If you'd grab your Bibles tonight, I would like you to go to the last book of the Scriptures, to the book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, Revelation chapter 2, and I'm going to make my way there. Sometimes I preach from a text, and sometimes I preach my way to a text, and so tonight I'm going to be preaching and making my way to a text. How many of you will believe I won't get lost and I I will make it to Revelation 2? You have confidence. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Amen. So, Father, (laughs) so, Father, we... (laughs) The joy feels good. Oh, thank you, Father. (laughs) Father, Father, as we go to your word tonight, we thank you that your word is alive. Would you say that if you're with me tonight? The word of God is alive. Say it. The word of God is alive. (laughs) It is breathing. It is living. It is active. It is breathing. It is alive. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. My words are spirit and they are life. Lord, we thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the anointing upon your word. Lord, I pray that you would use me as your messenger tonight. I pray that your anointing would be upon me as your messenger to convey, Lord, your heart and your intentions for us in this hour, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the anointing is already upon the message of the power of your word. So, Lord, I pray even now 
for those that will hear the word. And Lord, as you will take this broadcast and you will move it upon the wind of your spirit and it will have a residual effect. It will, have a, it will release a residual blessing, life after life, that it gets to tonight and the next night and the next week and the next months, Lord, that you will herald the word. You will herald the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I've told you to turn to the book of Revelation, the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 2. And I'm going to make my way there, but we're going to take some steps. In the last many weeks, it seems like I, I cannot get away from the Gospel of Matthew, the 13th chapter, when Jesus begins to open a story unto his disciples, unto his followers, and he tells the story of a man who goes and sows seed in his field. And we know Jesus begins to explain that. He says, the field is the world. Say that, the field is the world. And the farmer goes out and he plants his seed in the field, which is the world. But a problem happened because Jesus says an enemy came in the night. An enemy comes in the night and he sows his seed and then he leaves. He disappears. That's normally what enemies do. They come and they sow their seed and then they disappear. And that's exactly what the enemy did. And so Jesus says, the, an enemy has come because the, those that worked in the field, they were perplexed. They, they didn't understand because they saw tares coming up in the field. Y'all with me tonight? They, they saw tares coming up. In the field, and, and they were perplexed. They didn't understand why, why is there tares coming up in the field? Wasn't the seed that you sowed, wasn't it perfect? And of course, the master of the field says, oh yes. Yeah. So there was no trouble with the seed. There was no trouble with the seed at all. But there was an enemy that came in the night, and he sowed the tares. And so the, the workers of the field, they said, what do you want us to do? Would you like us to go and begin to tear those tears up? And he says, no, no, don't, don't do that. He said, lest that when you begin to take the tears and pull them up, that you would pull the weed up with them. He says, but let them grow together. Hear those words. Are you guys with me down here? Hear those words. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. And he says, until the harvest has come. Then Jesus later in that chapter, he says, and he, behind closed doors, he begins to tell the disciples the explanation of the story and says, the, the actual reapers or the harvesters are the angels of my Father, and they will be re released into the earth, into the nations, across the fields of the nations, and they will first do this. They will take up and they will pluck up the tares of those that are lawless. Everybody see that? Those that are lawless, those that practice lawlessness will be first bundled up by the angels of God and they will be thrown into eternal damnation or into an eternal furnace of fire. But then he says, and then the angels will come and they will gather together the wheat and they will be brought into the eternal kingdom of my Father. Jesus is speaking of the harvest that is yet to come in Matthew 13. And I believe that we are on the precipice of the harvest of the earth. 
I believe we are on the greatest precipice of the harvest of the earth. I believe here we are in, in April 2020. We've just crested into this brand new decade. And I believe this decade will be the greatest harvest decade on planet earth. I remember when Reinhard Bonnke, it hasn't been that long that Reinhard Bonnke was alive. And at that point, I believe they were somewhere between 77 and 79 million souls coming into the harvest through that ministry. And they were believing for the double harvest. Hear this tonight. They were believing that in 2020, the 20s to 2030, that this would be the decade of the double harvest. That they would see 150 million souls coming to the kingdom through that ministry. And I, I, I'll tell you what, my faith, along with all of you and with all of our family, that this is the decade of the double harvest, that the harvest of the nations, the harvest of the earth has come, and God is going to use us and thrust us into the harvest fields with Him to harvest the souls of sons and daughters. Come on, can you give God praise? This is the hour that we are in. And we are racing to an epic, an epic crescendo. We are racing to an epic crescendo of time right now. An epic crescendo of time in humanity and for God's celebration of His bride. And an epic crescendo of God dealing with the wicked of the earth. Make no mistake about it. God is going to deal with the wickedness that is in this earth. So I want to just grab this word tonight, the harvest. And of course this is a theme that is, is deep in the DNA of victory at church of his presence. We understand that the harvest is this. The harvest is when a seed... It grows into full maturity. That is the time of the harvest. It's when all seeds that have been planted are finally reaching their apex or their fullness. They're coming into the strength of the fullness of their maturity. And you see that right now in the earth where the seeds of righteousness, the seeds of purity, the seeds of integrity, the seeds of character, the seeds of the glory of God is now growing into full maturity and being witness on the sons and daughters of God. But you also see the fullness of the maturity upon the seeds of the wicked like we have never seen before. And it seems like we are literally racing in an accelerated time of an evil that... that our minds cannot even hardly comprehend what evil men are trying to spawn upon the nations. A crescendo. I want you to write this down tonight. A crescendo. What is this? A crescendo, it is the loudest point that is reached in a gradually increasing sound. It is a gradually increasing sound. What is a crescendo? Hear it like this. It is the highest point that is reached in a progressive 
increase of intensity. I like those words. A crescendo is a progressive increase of intensity. you got to hear this because when, when you listen or when you watch a movie and that score of the movie begins to move with a progressive increase of intensity, you understand that something is about to be unfolded. You understand that something is arising. You understand that something, it, there's an anticipation that is coming, that something is about to become manifest. When you hear that crescendo coming, you could feel it in the notes of the orchestra and everything is beginning to swoon and build in intensity. That's where we're at in this hour. We are racing in an epic crescendo. If our ears If our spiritual ears could be open in this hour, we would hear the sound of heaven. Oh, I submit to you, we would even be able to hear the war drums in the heavenly realm beating even now because God is at war to save the nations of the earth. Even now, he is coming and those drums of war are beating and the angels' armies are gathering for their move upon the nations, every tribe, every tongue, every people group. And those drums are going in the heavenly realm because God is warring now to save the nations of the earth, to bring in the last and mighty harvest of souls. And brother, you better believe that those war drums are beating to bring judgment and justice swiftly Upon the wicked. Psalm 126. You can put it in your notes tonight. I know you're patiently waiting in Revelation 2. And I will make my way there. Come on. You believe that, right? (laughs) Psalm 126 and 6. This is out of the New Living Translation. It says, they weep as they go and plant their seed. But they sing as they return with the harvest. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh, they weep as they go and plant their seed. Hear this tonight with your spirit. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. And our days and our hours for singing is coming on the face of the earth. The harvest of the nations has come. And this hour of singing in the church, in God's people, is never going to be more glorious. The song of the church, the song and the joy exploding out of our spirit when we see the harvest of souls coming in and that what we have been treasured to be a part of is going to blow our mind. Woo! Do I need a microphone tonight? I don't think so. I'm parting people's hair down here. (laughs) Wow. God. We are heading right now, not only for a great awakening, but we are also heading for a rude awakening. Make no mistake about it, my friends, we are heading into even greater difficulty in the United States of America. Oh, Brian, no, 
Stay with me tonight. We have a God that is unstoppable. We have a God that is immovable. We have a God that is unshakable. We have a God that is unquenchable, living on the inside of us. But we are moving into a perilous time and a perilous hour. I want to be clear about some things tonight. The judgments that we are presently seeing in the earth. Are you with me tonight? The judgments that we are, don't be confused, ladies and gentlemen. Put on your thinking caps tonight. Let your spirit discern the accuracy of the hour. The judgments that we are presently seeing are man's selfish revolt and their own mutiny against God's divine order and their mutiny against God's very word. The suffering that we are seeing that is unprecedented right now is by the very consequence of us rejecting the love of a good, good father that we sang about tonight. When a nation boasts, when a nation is arrogant, when a nation is proud, defiling itself because they are rejecting the Son of God, there will be consequences. There will be deadly consequences. And even now, all of creation is groaning to be delivered from this vile evil that is upon the earth. The Apostle Paul would, would write to us in Romans 8, and he would say that there, there's these birth pains, there, there's this groan within creation itself and throughout the world and throughout the nations. It, it is in a travailing time. It is, it is like a trembling cup. Right now, why? Because of the evil, the level of the harvest that is growing up before us. The earth is de desiring, hear this, the earth is desiring its deliverance from evil. The people on the earth, the nations of the earth are in agony within them because they're crying out for the hope of deliverance. Paul begins to write, and he says that even creation itself, as it is groaning, creation itself will be delivered from its corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons and the daughters of the living God. Glory. Come on, church. Say amen tonight. Come on. Frankly, man without God is ugly. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's deep, but it's true. Man without God becomes very ugly. I believe in a real sense in this hour that there must be a spirit of urgency and an anger towards the radical injustice that we see going on in our nation right now. I'm going to go to some places tonight. I need you to strap in and I need you to stay with me by faith. If you have a righteous anger on the inside of you, and I, I'm looking at those of this tribe, of this family, and those of you that are part of this tribe, we know who we are. 
But this tribe wraps around the earth. It's not just limited to this region in Sarasota, Florida. There is a people who is hiding out with God. There is a people who are burning in the secret place with God. But also in our love for the Lord, there is a righteous, holy burning. It is the eternal burnings of God on the inside of us that is crying out for righteousness and crying out for justice. But what has to happen is is this cry must take us to our knees. This cry must take us to the place of prayer, to our knees before our Father, that we cry out that it would be on earth as it is in heaven. Not that it would just be a song in moments of worship, but that it would be a decree and a prayer that is bursting out of our spirit all the time. That God, your kingdom would come. Your will would be done in the nations as it is in heaven. In America as it is in heaven. In the White House as it is in heaven. But it must take us from the place of prayer And we've got to put faith on our legs and it must stand us up out of the secret place and take us valiantly to the battles that God is calling you to. God is calling you to battles. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God is calling you to battles. David didn't know that when his dad said, take these cheeses to your brother's. Go and refresh them. Grab me a report. God was summonsing him for a battle. God was summonsing him for his time. God was summonsing him to take out of a out a giant that would leave an enormous eternal legacy for the children of Israel. The Spirit of God is summonsing David's in this hour. Are you with me tonight? Come on, are you with me tonight? God is summonsing David. In this hour, God is summonsing mighty men like David, like, like Eleazar. Eleazar was one of David's mighty men that it says in the scriptures that he would fight so valiantly for David with his sword that at the end of a battle, his hands was so clinging to the power of the sword, they would have to peel his fingers off of it. God is looking for men and women in this hour who will fight valiantly for the kingdom of God, who will pray valiantly for the kingdom of God, who will become a voice for God, who will become a Nehemiah, who will become an Esther in this hour, who will become a Daniel, a Shadrach, a Meshach, and a Bendigo in this hour. God desires to raise up his Peters. His Paul's in this hour. And I want to encourage every one of you, you have to be fiercely committed to the long haul of this battle. You have to be fiercely committed to the long haul of this battle. This revival that we are entering into, this restoration and reformation and grand Awakening, a truly a third great awakening, it will be far messier than any of us have ever dared imagine. It's going to take great courage. It's going to take us growing in boldness, growing in authority, growing in authority. 
We've got to be committed for the long haul of the process of God's cleansing to a nation. Are you hearing me tonight? You've got to be in this for the long haul. For God's cleansing and healing and repairing and restoring of a nation. And I believe this takes us to the place of real travailing prayer. I believe this takes us to that place of travailing prayer with the Lord. And what happens in the place of travailing prayer is when God lays His heart on our heart. When God lays His heart upon our heart. And God allows you to actually feel what He feels. When God starts sharing with you what His emotions truly are. God's emotions. We often don't even think about God's emotions. We're so busy telling God about our emotional complexes. Where we've got to step back from ourselves and start inquiring of the heart of the Lord. God, how do you feel about this? God, how do you feel about this? What, what is your dream for this, God? God, what is your vision? What is your desires? And I tell you, if we're bold enough to do that, we will experience some agonizing depths of God's heart because of mankind's betrayal to Him. Are you with me tonight? In this present national lockdown, I think many of us have found it possible to actually break from the busyness of our lives. Are you with me tonight? See, life is so busy. Life is so ongoing. But it's amazing that it's like there's been this divine pause that God has set on the earth. It's like a divine pause that God has set into the earth right now. To break away from the busyness of our lives. Why? Why? So that we could be so bold as to crawl up into the eyes of our Savior and pray prayers like this. God, I want to see what you see. Crawl up into the eyes of our Savior and, and pray boldly to say, God, I want to feel, I want to feel in the depth of me what you feel for this generation, for the millennials right now. God, I want to be pierced in my soul, in my spirit. God, for my generation and the generations that are yet to come. God, I want to see what you see. God, I want to feel what you feel. If we're willing to do that, it will propel us into a place of prayer, a new place of prayer, where the depths of the Father's love, the depths, the, the depths of the Father's love can start drawing in on the deep that's inside of you. The depth in the Father drawing to the deep on the inside of you. It doesn't happen until you 
back away from the busyness of life and pause yourself and put everything and every other distraction and the clutter of life out and say, God, put your eternal burnings and fire in me. Talk to me about what is on your heart for this hour. Are you still with me tonight? Come on, I can't hear you out there. Are you still with me tonight? Our video camera people have their thumbs up, so... (laughs) I tell you what, the unsung heroes of the church, you know, from coast to coast is our video and technical people in this hour. It's true. Come on, give them a big hand. It's true. They're the unsung heroes, these technical video audio people. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank all of you. The Holy Spirit desires to open our ears. The Holy Spirit desires to open our ears. Why? Why? Why does the Holy Spirit desire to open our ears? So that we can begin to hear the cry that's coming up out of the cities of America. So that we can begin to hear the cry that is coming up out of this young generation right now. Right now. There is a sound. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, just as I know the drums of war are beating in the heavenly realms right now, I'm telling you in the spirit realm, if you could move in that place and into that dimension where God lets you hear what he hears, you will hear the cry of those that are on the brink of hell, on the brink of eternity, crying out those that are lost right now and about to perish. You would hear it. You would hear it. It was a man named General William Booth, him and his, his wife, Catherine. They founded the Salvation Army. They were the founders in the 1800s and the early 1900s. And there was a time where a group of frustrated evangelists wrote a letter to General William Booth, and they were frustrated with their ministry. They had done everything that they could do to to win win souls, but nothing was breaking through. I need a water down there, honey. Nothing they could do was bringing any level of breakthrough. It's a commercial break. Take a drink. Grab a cup of coffee. William Booth wrote a letter and he responded to those broken, frustrated evangelists that were, they were not seeing any level of harvest in their ministry whatsoever. And this was his advice to them. His advice for them to break through, to begin to win souls was these two words. And he said them over and over. His tool to win souls was try tears, try tears, try tears. Tears. And I want to ask a simple question tonight. I don't want anyone to speak out loud or answer for me or for those watching. But I want, I want this question tonight to get into your spirit and mess with you. To get into your soul and begin to move about in the depth of your heart. Can we weep right now? over the condition of the United States of America. 
Now, I know that we can brawl all of our, all of our opinions all day long. I mean, there, there's no shortages of opinions. All, all you got to do is just ha- have a little courage to step onto the platforms of social media and you will find the barrage of many, many voices and many, many opinions and and the onslaughts of swords and shields and bickering and fighting and ganging up on one another. But I want to stop you in your tracks tonight and just ask you a simple question. Can you stop your life and weep For the United States of America, have we tried tears? We've tried everything else. We've tried everything else. Have we tried tears? Can we sit down? Can we slow down our life and just listen to God's heart? What if God is weeping over America? Have we stopped to notice Have we stopped to listen? When Jeremiah stopped to listen, he found out that there was a God that was weeping over Israel. And when he discovered the God who wept, Jeremiah started weeping with him. And it changed everything about who he was in his DNA. And he began to weep over that which God weeps over. Jesus said, I'm getting to Revelation 2. How about that? Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. I'm going to take you to another scripture tonight before we hit Revelation. We're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. You guys good? Lord. The Apostle Paul begins to write his spiritual son. But we need to understand when we position ourselves to read scripture that by, see, men of God were moved on by the Holy Spirit to write what they were writing. We know that. They were moved upon by the Holy Spirit, which means that these letters These books to us, they were not just for that time. They were for every generation that will live upon the face of the earth until the coming of the Lord. So Paul writes this letter and he says in verse 3, are you there? 2 Timothy chapter 4, I'm beginning in verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they, they have itching ears. And they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth. Y'all see that? They will do what? They will turn their ear away from hearing the truth. What does that mean to us? That means they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear sound doctrine. They turn their ear away from the truth. And they turn aside the fables, but you be watchful in all things. You need to declare that over your life in this hour. I will be watchful. 
I will be alert. I will be a watchman. I will be alert. I will be watching in this hour. Be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Notice what he says. He says, there's going to come a time they will not be able to endure sound doctrine. And they're going to heap up for themselves. You go down to verse 13, and he says there's going to be deceivers, imposters, that are deceived and being deceived. They are imposters. They are, there is counterfeits among us that are turning people aside from the truth. My God, my dear friends, beloved, I'm telling you, in this hour, you better follow your doctrine, meaning what you believe, the truth of the word of God to say, you better know what you believe in this hour. There are many voices. There are many opinions. There are so many blind leading the blind into ditches everywhere. Be warned. Be careful. Now, Jesus' words in Revelation chapter 2, and you're shocked I'm going to make it, but I'm coming for you tonight. Revelation chapter 2. Now, these are not the words of Brian. These are the words of Jesus to Ephesus and Laodicea. And they must grip us tonight with piercing conviction. I want to say that again. These words, they need to pierce us tonight with gripping conviction. And I'm in Revelation chapter 2. I'm beginning in verse 4. You have, oh, this is Jesus. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent. Repent and do the things that you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and I will remove your lampstand from its place. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is not just to the churches, those seven churches of that day. This is to the churches for all generations, to the racing of the end of the age. I want you to jump over to Revelation chapter 3, the next chapter. And Jesus goes on with these powerful words. Ha! These are epic words. And I'm beginning to read in verse 15. Are you with me? 315, are you with me? I know your deeds. This is Jesus. These are the words of Jesus. The revelation of Jesus Christ. I know your deeds. I know, I know you're neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That, that is so strong. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. See, it's amazing to me that we, we've got this very unique thing about Jesus. Like he, he's floating around in some nice little white nighty, and he looks like Brad Pitt with flowing blonde hair and dazzling blue eyes. And he just floats around blessing people. And here's Jesus saying, I wish you were neither hot nor cold. And because you're not, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Can I tell you? That if that Jesus showed up in most churches of America, they would refuse to invite him back. 
They wouldn't want Jesus to come back and be the guest speaker for another week. Or, hey, let's have him for a, a, a dazzling another weekend. I mean, man, we had more butts in the seats. Did you see how packed we were? Did you see the size of that offering? This guy's got something good. And then they think, oh, Jesus, oh, meek and mild. And then Jesus shows up and he says, because you're neither hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. What a rebuke. What a rebuke. Now, here's the good news. You say that I'm rich. You say, I I've acquired wealth. And I do not need a thing, but you do not realize. You do not realize you are wretched. Pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. You do not realize you, these are strong words. Do y'all see this? This is your Bible you're looking at. These are, these are strong words to the church in this hour. You are, oh, wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, naked. I counsel you, here it is, I counsel you. To buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. Watch this. White garments. And that you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And to anoint your eyes with salve so that you might see. See, what I want you to look at right there, that's the heart of the Father. I see you as you really are, but I don't want you to be ashamed. I want to clothe you. I want to cover you. I want to wash you. I want to purify you. I don't want you to be under the shame. Buy of me true gold, eternal gold. That's the heart of the Father. That's the heart of the Father. I want to clothe you in my presence. As many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Look at these words. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and he opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and I sat down with my father on his throne. Wow, what an invitation. What an epic invitation from the Lord. You know, it's amazing and it's so obvious and it's so painfully sobering and ob obvious that this message even now of lukewarmness Spiritual poverty, nakedness, blindness are the very present conditions of most of the American church. I want to tell you, flat-footed, eye-to-eye with you right now, America is not desperate for a move of God. They're not desperate. You can go on right now and watch Videos of Brazil, of people on their faces, on their knees, crying out to God. Meeting as far as the eye can see on their faces in Brazil. I'll tell you what that is. That's hunger. That's faith. That's desperation. And America's not desperate yet. 
And I'll tell you what, I shudder at the arrogance of people flipping their nose and their mouths, their arrogant mouths towards God in this hour. I'll tell you what, this is no hour to be doing that. No, 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 not nothing whatsoever. But Jesus gives this promise. He says, if you'll overcome, I overcame. Say it, he overcame. Say it tonight, he overcame, and you can overcome. We can overcome. Wow. I tell you, the message like this, this is the Lord. I'm, this, this should cause us to zealously repent and open the door to the full flame of God's love. God desires to transform us in this hour as triumphant overcomers. Triumphant overcomers. And then he says, I'm going to grant you something unprecedented. I'm going to give you an unimaginable reward. I'm going to give you an unimaginable reward. What is that reward? I'm going to let you sit down on my throne with me. That's a mic drop right there. I'm going to let you sit down on my throne with me to the overcomers. Do you understand the hour we're being summoned for? Do you understand the invitation that you weren't, listen, you weren't born in the 1600s, the 1500s, the 1400s, the first century church. You and I are alive where we're going to see the return of Jesus Christ in the sky just as he said he would return. You and I are in that hour, in that day. We are the ones on planet earth that are being called to be the greatest triumphant overcomers with the Lord. But he says, zealously repent. It's tall, isn't it? Zealously repent. God help us. God help the church right now that is so shallow and superficial in this hour. I'll tell you what, folks, that <clears throat> there's times where there's times where I get on social media to just watch what the church is doing and saying. And sometimes I am just stunned, a gasp of where we're at. That the reality of this, I mean, I mean, there, there's people out on social media, they can't take enough pictures of themselves in this hour just to remind you they're still alive and they're out there. And here, here's my new mask that I got. I've got five of them in the mail. Here's another one. I, I watched a preacher this week. I watched a preacher this week. There was, there was <laughs> I called my wife over. I said, Bryn, what are we coming to? My God, look at this. There was a preacher outside his church. Cars were all in the parking lot. There wasn't a person 100 feet from him, but he was preaching with a black mask on. I'm going to tell you what, that's a drama king. It's pitiful. Preaching out there with a black mask. I was, it was embarrassing to watch. What in the world are we becoming right now? Y'all okay? <laughs> Y'all okay? What's, see, what's, what's good about this is when you're watching at home and you've had enough, you can just turn it off. Okay, so anyway, back to the message. Can I tell you, can I be honest with you that the church for the most part, hear this tonight. The church for the most part 
has no longer been a power to be reckoned with. The church, for the most part, has not been a power to be reckoned with in the earth. Not for the most part. The world has lost, mostly, largely lost their respect for the church. Have you realized that yet? Have, I'm, are you talk, talk to me tonight? You're here. Uh, have you have you recognized that that for the most part the world has really lost all of their respect largely for the church at this time? Did did you realize that the church is now the odd the the very object of ridicule? Have you have you realized that that the church is now the object of ridicule? You've got California telling churches they don't even want them singing songs on their live streams. It's amazing. But tragically, it's like the church has become the last place that our nation will turn to, turn to for help. But I'm here on my watch to declare that is about to change. That is about to change. And this is how it happens. This is how it must change in our hour. That God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. I will forgive their sins. I'm telling you, if there's anything that God excels in, it is the forgiveness of sins. If there's anything the cross and Jesus excels in in this hour, we've got to be reminded he forgives sins. But not only does he forgive sins, he longs to desire to heal the land of nations. That's why those drums in the heavenly realms are beating right now. Because he's at war to save the nations and heal the land. He says, if my people, if my sons and daughters will co cooperate with me, if my sons, if my daughters will cooperate with me, if they'll come into agreement as the ecclesia, the church that I'm building, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. If they'll step into agreement in this earth realm, I will back them up. With heaven's unlimited power. I will back you up with heaven's unlimited power. I'll be upon your words. I'll be upon your countenance. I'll be upon your voice. I'll be in your hands to heal. Only God can forgive our sins, my friends. And only God can heal America. And only God can heal the nations. I want to give you some more scriptures tonight. I'm in Psalm 119. In verse 136. Psalm 119 and 136. You guys okay down here? Listen, I know we're on video, but I'm, I'm talking to you. Right now, I know how intense this is being in this room. I'm not mad at you. I preach with urgency. Y'all know that. This is, a, this is an hour of urgency. 
I mean, the days of these silly messages for the last 20 years in America has got us in the, the trouble that we're in. The depth of these relationships. Hey, you know, beloved, if your shoe's untied, it's just best to slow down and bend down and tie your shoe. And, and then you'll be able to walk better for the Lord. That's about where we've been. There's got to be an urgency in this hour. We've got to be able to stand within the voice of the Lord. I want you to look this way. If you're listening tonight, many of you that are part of this ministry within our tribe around the country, you know that this hour is, or this year is the year of the pay. How many of you know that? It's the Hebrew word pay, and it means the voice of God. But I'm going to tell you, folks, you got to be brave and courageous to stand yourself in the voice of God. Can you see that? You've got to step into the voice. You've got to step into the voice and the thunder and the roaring coming from heaven and let it penetrate you, fill you, possess you. Why? So that you can radically declare the word of the Lord and become a voice and become a prophetic power to be messed with. Come on. Come on, are you with me? you got to stand in the voice of God. That's what intercession and prayer is. You stand in the voice of God. Psalm 119, in verse 136, it says, Rivers of water, they run down my eyes. Rivers of waters, they run down my eyes. Because men do not keep your law. Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 19. Move with me. Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 19. He says, my soul, oh my soul, my soul is in pain. I am pained in my very heart. My heart makes a noise inside of me and I cannot hold my peace. My heart makes a noise inside of me and I, I cannot hold my peace. Because you have heard, oh my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 1. He says, oh, if only my head were a pool of water and my eyes were a fountain of tears, that I would weep day and night for all the people who have been slaughtered. What am I saying to us tonight? I'm saying that we should pray that God would break open the fountains of our deep. Break open the fountains of our compassion. Break open the fountains of our compassion again for lost souls. That God would shake us out of our reluctance. That God would shake us out of our reluctance. My God. That God would shake us, the church, out of our resistance to become what he's dreamed for us to become. There's been so much dead religion that we have been caught up in that it has caused a resistance to build up within us. God needs to melt those walls like wax at his presence so that we can go out and do great exploits in this hour. Come on! 
God wants us to feel this. God wants us to tremble deep down inside. You know, if Charles Finney was here tonight, the father of the second great awakening, the greatest evangelist of the second great awakening, if Charles Finney was in this room tonight, he would preach with such fierceness and power that brought America to its knees. But in this hour, we expect there to be nice pageantry preachers to bring some nice pleasantry words that everybody likes to look at because they're good looking and they can say it just right and bedazzle everybody. And we'll send that guy an offering. Oh, back him 100%. Love his website too. Woo. Charles Finney. You want to hear the words of Charles Finney? Well, if you don't want to hear them, I'm going to give them to you anyway tonight. Here's the words of Charles Finney. Charles Finney's going to preach from this mighty pulpit tonight. Mighty pulpit. He's going to preach in 2020. Here's the words of Charles Finney, Victoria, Josiah, Bren. Here's the words of Charles Finney. Every believer will labor zealously to bring others to Jesus Christ. They will feel grieved that others do not love God. Did you hear that? They will feel grieved. They will feel grieved. When's the last time you felt grieved? When's the last time you allowed yourself to be grieved? They will grieve because others do not love God when they love God so much. They will set themselves often with great emotion to persuade their neighbors to give their hearts to God. They will be filled with a tender, burning love for souls. They will have a longing desire for the salvation of the entire world. They will have agony within them. They will have agony within them for individuals whom they know must be saved. Their friends, their relations, and even their enemies. They will not only be urging them to get their lives right with God, but they will carry them to God in the arms of faith with strong crying and tears beseeching God to have mercy on them and save their souls from endless burnings. Can I go on? Yeah, I'm going to go on. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> when the conduct of the wicked, this is Charles Finney's words, when the conduct of the wicked drives Christians to prayer, and breaks them down and makes them sorrowful and tender-hearted so that they can weep day and night. And instead of scolding and reproaching them, they'll pray earnestly for them when their actions, both their oppositions and their apathy drives Christians to their knees and prayer to God with strong cries and tears. You may be certain, you ready? You may be certain, Pastor Gene, here's his words, there is going to be a revival. Amen. 
You get a people who begins to burn for God, who will let God lay his heart upon their heart, and they'll be willing to be pierced with the feelings and the emotions of God. That means there's a coming revival. There's not a coming revival just because we gather in a building and in a room and we slap high fives, have a cup of coffee, have a nice little time of worship. No, there will be a revival when people, a family come together and burn together and sacrifice together and pray together and weep together and believe together and call upon the God of heaven together. You still with me? (laughs) You still with me tonight? Now, I've already rounded the third base, and I'm about to slide into home, and some of you are so thankful. You're like, dear God, I can hardly take anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to keep bringing it. 2 Corinthians 5, these are not my words, verse 11, these are not my words, these are the words of the Apostle Paul. He says, therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. He goes on in verse 17, are you with me? 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now all things are of God. And he has reconciled us to to himself through Jesus Christ. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And not imputing their trespasses to them. And committed to us. The word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Hello, Victory. Come on, my dear friends. Those of you, you are an ambassador of Christ in this hour. You are being summoned. You are being summoned by the Holy Spirit for cities, for regions, for nations right now to take territory. Why? You're an ambassador. So we plead with you, we implore with you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, God in his unquenchable love in this hour is crying to the nations, be reconciled to me. God is crying to the nations, Be reconciled to me. The cry of the Spirit is going throughout all the earth. We are in a little bitty birth pain right now. We are in a little bitty birth pain. And there are many, many more to come. And God is saying to the nations, he's saying to the cities, he's saying to America, he's saying to Chicago, he's saying to San Diego. He's saying to San Francisco. He's saying to Dallas. He's saying to Sarasota. He's saying to Washington, D.C., be reconciled unto me. Wow. I pray God's moving on your heart tonight. 
I pray that you're hearing more than my voice. If my voice is bothering you, you need to be hearing far more than my voice. You need to be moved to a place where liquid tears of love flow down your face for this generation. I ask you again, can you weep for America? I ask you again, can you pause your life and get in the secret place, quiet alone? Can you weep for America? Can you weep for this generation? This is where we must be. We've got to position ourselves with our intercessor. This is my closing scripture tonight. It's Isaiah 53 and verse 12. Isaiah 53 and verse 12. Jesus Christ, who is our high intercessor, he says he divided the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul unto death. Don't you hide away from these words tonight. Jesus poured out his soul unto death. You know, it's, it's amazing. We had one of our dear women from this church stop by today. She brought by specifically something for the church. And as I was talking to her and I began to walk her out to her car, she said, Pastor, she said, I've never been at a place where I'm at in my life. After all these years of walking with the Lord, loving the Lord, I am finally feeling the revelation of all that Jesus sacrificed for me. It is now becoming a reality to me. What did Jesus do? He poured out his soul unto death. Are you there? I'm in Isaiah 53, 12. He was numbered with the transgressors. We good, Carolyn? He was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sins of many. He made intercession for the transgressors. I pray the fire of God falls on our lives so strong that we stand with Jesus in the place of intercession. And we're able to weep for the nations because those who weep with tears, they shall with joy come forth in the harvest. Those who weep with tears, now smile at me. <laughs> they will sing and rejoice in the harvest. There's a time for everything. There's a time to weep. There's a time to grieve. There's a time to lament. There's a time to rip open your clothes and get before God. As, at the, as the Old Testament scribes and prophets would, would put themselves in, 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 in ashes before the Lord. Sackcloth and ashes where they would rend themselves before the Lord. And they would fast with sackcloth and ash upon them. What, what were they doing? They were trying to find some way to humble themselves low enough to say, God, we need you. We need you. I'm praying that we can join with our great intercessor in this hour. And make intercession for the transgressors. This is the hour, my friends, 
This is the hour to sow with tears because we're going to reap the harvest with joy and gladness. This is the hour. This is the hour in the secret place to let yourself groan with God, to let God lay his heart upon yours, to groan with God, to weep with God, because those that will weep with God will reap the harvest with joy and gladness. Now I want to go back to the front of this train. Y'all all right? The harvest of the earth has come. The harvest of the earth has come. We're going to be part of the greatest harvest of planet earth. We're going to be part of the greatest harvest of souls. It will be beyond anything you and I have ever conceptually imagined. It's going to happen. It's happening. We're moving into it. Jesus said, pray, pray. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers. I want you to put your Bibles aside. You're with us online tonight. I want you to put your Bibles aside. Maybe just put your hands out before you to receive. Father, I thank you to be your messenger. I thank you, God, for, for this, the few of the family that sit before me tonight and those of part of our family that are with us wherever this message will go. I thank you, God, that you called me to be your messenger and a voice for you. And your message will be heralded, God. Let your fire, let your holy fire accompany, accompany this message with signs and wonders. Let your holy fire, God, permeate our heart and our soul. That we would live for eternity. That we would burn, God, for eternity. That we would be brave to stand in your voice in this hour. We would be brave to stand in your voice, to hear your voice, to declare your voice, to declare your word to our cities, to our, to our region, to the nations, God. That we would become a voice for you. A voice that has wept in the private. A voice that has humbled themselves in private and wept with you, God. And learned how to intercede and learned how to pray. And learned how to be filled with fresh oil and fresh fire, God. I pray, God, for an exceeding greater anointing upon us to be manifested. Sky and Jill, I want you to lift your hands tonight. I know that the heart of the evangelist burns in you. Josiah, put your hands on Sky. And there are so many that are watching tonight that are part of this family that have the burning, the burning of the evangelist in their bones. 
God, Father God, I'm asking God that you would set apart your holy ones for this greatest harvest on planet earth. God, that you will use Sky, that you will use Jill, Lord. And Lord, as I lay my hands upon them tonight and those that are watching, God, I pray for that anointing of fire, that anointing of fire, that anointing of fire, that anointing of oil, the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit and the word of the Lord, the power, God, of tears in their eyes and fire in their belly. In the name of Jesus, tears in their eyes, fire in their bellies, and prayers of power that will burst forth the harvest, God. That you will raise up individuals and couples, God, everywhere, all over our city, all over our region, God, to harvest the souls of men for creativity. Creativity, God. For people to just be drawn to them like magnets. To hear the good news of the gospel. To humble themselves and to repent and come to Christ. Come to the cross and the blood of Christ. Come to the cross and the blood of Christ. Fire. 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 In the name of Jesus. Fire. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, my friends, the anointing is not hype. The anointing is not gimmicks. It is not hype. The anointing is holy, and the anointing is real. The anointing can come by whispering. The anointing can come by shouting. It's not about volume. We needed anointing from heaven to crash into the church like never before. So that we will be fearless and valiant in this age. You need to get over everybody liking you. If you're still listening to me online, you need to get over everybody liking you. And everybody being your friend. Everybody's not going to like you. This is good news I'm telling you tonight. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to want to be your friend. Not, all, not everyone's going to celebrate you or celebrate the message that God is going to push through your soul. You need to be aware of that in this hour. But you need to be a testament to be a man of God and a woman of God, to be fearless, to say what God says, and to be bold. To be bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as lions. And the future belongs to the righteous. Hallelujah. Father God, let that fire, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit be upon the hearer of the word to become the passionate doer of the word. Lord, remind those that are in preparation, that are hiding out with you. God, they will not grow weary in well-doing, but in due season, God, they will reap a harvest if they faint not. If they faint not, God, encourage the soul that is praying, lamenting, waiting upon you, God. Encourage that soul. 
I'm telling you, folks, these are prayers I pray over my own life. That God would encourage me in this hour. That I would faint not. That I would reap the harvest. God, strengthen the hearts of men and women. Strengthen the hearts of preachers and pastors. Strengthen the hearts, God, of voices that you are grooming even now that are going to emerge on the scene of the great cities of our nation. I see God raising up voices that will preach on the mall of America like you have never seen before. We've had voices that have stood upon the mall of America and said, I have a dream. As Martin Luther King thundered the dream in his spirit. But I'm telling you, there is another brand and breed of messengers coming on the earth in this hour that you will see that God's going to raise up nationally to speak and call this nation to the throne of God. There are voices that you are going to see in this hour that they will come against the, the works of wicked doers. You'll see power and authority demonstrated like we've never seen before. Power. Purity. Purity. Passion. Hearts of fire for God. Unstoppable hearts for God. Burning hearts for God. Burning hearts for God. Would you just lift your hands with me? And those of you, if you're still watching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fresh anointing, fresh fire. Fire in our homes, in the private place. To take us to the mountaintops and the mountains and the kingdoms of this nation, God, to herald your word. Lord, we're so tired of the puppets. We're so tired of the puppets and the evil voices and the mouths that are at the top of every realm and sphere of influence, God, that are parading and masquerading themselves in America, pompously thinking that they have the final say. Lord, we say that you will raise up your children to herald your word and that the nation will come running to your throne, come running to the countenance of Jesus to call you, Lord, to call you the Lord, to call you the God of this nation, to denounce every other God, to denounce the works of Satan, and to proclaim that you alone are the only God. There shall be no other. I want to decree it tonight before we release this broadcast. There is a preparation by the Spirit of God that is happening. And I'm going to speak to the Elijah generation right now that is rising up. The Elijah generation that is 
that God is preparing and grooming for a divine confrontation to the forces of evil. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit summonsing you to a Mount Carmel experience right here in our own nation. To stand against the evildoers. To denounce their darkness and their practices. And to call them out to repent or perish. I'm telling you, God is grooming the Elijah generation. There's going to be power released. There's going to be power released. There's going to be authority released in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. Get yourself ready for this hour of divine confrontation. Be ready to stand. Be ready to stand. I'm telling you, we, we have lived in a generation. We, we've lived through decades of everybody falling down in meetings. And I love it. And I've been on the floor. And I've done decades of carpet time. But I'm telling you, in this hour, the anointing of the Holy Ghost will cause you to stand. It will cause you to stand and not bow down to the spirit of this age. The Holy Ghost will invigorate you and empower you to be a man and a woman of God who will stand in this hour. While everyone else is bowing down, you will be standing. Hallelujah. Lord, let your voice just thunder through tonight. Let the lightnings and the thundering from your throne just pierce hearts tonight, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm not coming to you as your pastor tonight. I'm coming to you as a messenger from the Lord tonight. And you know that. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Receive this word. It's good for you. Receive this word. It's good for your spirit. I'm not coming to you just as your dad. I'm coming to you as a messenger from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Honey, are you okay? You're going to be able to make it up here. I want you to join me. Thank you, God. Cody, would you join me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cody, come here. I want you to preach. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah. Yes, on the key, sir. Thank you so much. Honey, would you dissolve this? <sighs> you know, just a moment of transparency. Are we still good? Just a moment of transparency. Look, I've, I've been on this church campus since early this morning. Early this morning in prayer for this night. We get ready around here. We didn't just come to show up and have a nice little sweet little meeting. And I'm telling you, I've been in a place of burning prayer today with the Lord. Burning prayer. We're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. We're going somewhere. <laughs> and we're going together. We're going together. 
You know, I pray, I pray, Bren, that we see the day that, you know, as we were talking a couple weeks ago, the word that Lou Engle has been preaching for so many years. We heard him at CFNI when he first started releasing it in 2014 about God ekbellowing the church where Jesus said, pray, pray then that the Lord of the harvest will send forth labors. That, that phrase, send forth, is, is the Greek word ekbello, which means to take hold of you by force and cast you out. Think of that. That the Lord wants to take a hold of you in a good way, and he wants to thrust you out into the harvest. Isn't that awesome? The Lord wants to grab a hold of us as a company, as a tribe, as a family, and thrust us into the harvest. It's our heart. It's our heart. Tonight, there's a way that you can be a part of the harvest. I want to encourage you to give tonight. I want to give you the opportunity. We, we want to give you the opportunity, and we want to thank you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you for your faithfulness of giving and partnering with us. Tonight, you can give at victoryfla.com. You can give there safely. You can give there securely. You can give at our ministry, post office box, 51586, Sarasota, Florida, 34232. I want to encourage you to give. I want to encourage you to give. Now's the time to give. So in this time of famine... Just can't get away from Genesis 26. Isaac sowed. Isaac sowed in the year of famine. And he reaped a hundredfold. In a land of famine and an hour of famine, he sowed. Remember, remember that word? Those who sow with tears shall come forth reaping the harvest with joy and singing. I mean, think of that. In a time of famine, Isaac sowed. And, and you know what? It... We don't know. Maybe there was some tears coming down Isaac's face, how difficult it was in that lean season in time. But there he was sowing, and he believed God, and he received a hundredfold return. I'll tell you, we are expecting miracles in this time of famine. And I'm, I'm talking beyond the ravens uh, sending us just enough to eat. I'm talking about miracle provisions and breakthroughs. So not only for us or what we're going to do in this region, but for all those we desire to bless. This ministry is connected to so many ministries globally. And what we want to do in this hour, what God has put in our hearts is not just about us. It's to the nation and it's to the nations of the earth. So, Father, tonight in the name of Jesus, let's just stretch our hands towards the people, Bren. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we just thank you for this moment, this sacred moment of giving, of tithing, of sowing, sowing seed now for the harvest, for the work of the kingdom, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray, I pray over the victory at Church of His Presence family, God, for miracle provisions for every household. 
for every household, for, for every spiritual need, for every emotional need, for every financial need, for every relational need to be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We declare it, God, every need met in abundance, God, in abundance, God, in abundance. We declare a saturation of favor, a saturation of favor upon your house and upon your family, upon your kids, upon your grandchildren. In the name of Jesus, miracle provisions. I declare miracle doors, miracle money coming forth, miracle opportunities to be blessed and prosper, miracle opportunities to be blessed and prospered. You're going to look back and say, God met every one of my needs. Every one of my needs were provided for. My father, my good father that I sang and rejoiced about tonight, he provided everything that I had need of. Declare it over your own life right now. Take this time. Say it tonight. You are my Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord God, my provider. You are El Shaddai. You are the God of more than enough. You will amply, surpassing, immeasurably supply all that I have need of. You are my El Shaddai. You are my Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider, God. You are my provider. I'm telling you what, folks, I'm not guessing at this stuff. Me and this pretty little lady standing next to me, we've been doing this for 25, 25 years. We've had to believe God for every little thing that we had need of to start a family, to travel, to preach the gospel, to go to the nations, to pioneer churches, to do for every little detail. We've had to believe God for every little detail detail. There's a man of God sitting in this room right now who's been in the ministry for over 60 years. Him and his wife had to believe for every little detail. Pray it in. Speak it in. Sow it in. There's no other way but to believe God and to be faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful, isn't he, honey? Is he faithful? He is. He's faithful. Sing about it, baby. <laughs> Anything you want to share to the people tonight before we jump off? Anything in your heart? Yeah, there's something in your heart. I'll just say, <laughs> um, just so looking forward to when we can meet back all, the whole family, our whole family of fire, our victory family can meet back together again. I know it's going to be a celebration. Brian and I were joking the other day that everybody's going to bring their sleeping bags and expect, you know, a <laughs> 24-hour burn or something. But um, we are. We love you and we miss you so much. We miss you just looking you in the eyes and giving you a hug and so looking forward to, to being able to be back together. So um, we love you and God bless all of you who's online, not only our Victory family, but, but every single person online tonight. Bless you. Bless your home. Yes, be encouraged tonight. And just, um, we just know that God's presence is with you. And that you feel his presence tonight in a tangible way. And you're drawing closer to him. And, and I just want to proclaim again that, that when you come out of this season, you are going to be different. And you're going to have a greater authority on your life. You're going to have um, a 
change in your mindset and mentality and approaching things, even if you're going back right into, you know, the same job, the same whatever, there's going to be a difference. There's going to be a difference on you um, and, and the anointing that's on your life and the courage and the boldness. And people are going to receive you differently as, as well because this is changing everything. And so... Be, just be ready for that, that it's not just going to be the norm to step out and do things that you normally didn't think people would receive before. Step out and do it because there's going to be um, an openness to it that wasn't there before. So I just encourage you in that and be blessed. We love you. That was great. You want to preach now? Are you ready? I mean, <laughs> that was a good word. <laughs> Everybody likes me a whole lot more when they meet my wife. <laughs> they have to endure Brian. And then, oh, man, Brent is so sweet, so nice. <laughs> Amen. We love you. What's that? Water. <laughs> uh, we love you tonight. Thanks for being with us. Until next time, man, gosh, we miss you so very much. Be blessed. Be encouraged tonight. Be strengthened. Have a blessed night. I want to thank all of our team again for those that are here. These are such amazing people. Thank you to our worship team. Thank you to our technical team, our media team. Uh, thank you to our intercessors. Oh, my gosh. We, we just love you guys. Henry, you were awesome tonight on the drums. You're always awesome on the drums. <laughs> I'm partial to drummers. <laughs> those drums of heaven are beating right now. They're thundering. <laughs> They're thundering. We love you guys. Have a blessed night. Thanks for being with us. Join us next week. Oh, before we go, are we still on, guys? We're good? Before we go, um, I think lastly I will say we are about ready to release what is called The Torch. And we are releasing a brand new video and podcast, which is going to be very different from a, a corporate meeting. And we're, we're going to be diving into very strong biblical and prophetic perspectives right now for this hour um, can I just tell you up front, the podcast is not going to be chicken noodle soup for the soul. <laughs> There's going to be an intensity to it. Yep, you guessed it. It's called The Torch. So I want to encourage you on social media platforms. That'll be out. We'll be sending um, these uh, webcasts, these podcast video casts to your email as well. You'll be able to share these, take these, and therefore encouraging and building a mighty company of God's people in this hour. And that's what it's for. So be a part with us. It's called The Torch. Be looking for that, our partners in ministry. And um, all right, I think we're done. Is this it? Will we give a formal benediction? So <laughs> we love you. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.